Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by Strava Craft Coffee. Remember to use promo code DNVR20 for you first time users and DNVR25 for second time users to get 20 and 25% off respectively of that CBD infused, deliciously rich and potentially life altering Strava Craft Coffee. I'm your host, Drew Creaseman. I'm the managing editor of DNVR Rockies. With me, as always, is beat writer Patrick Lines. And on today's show, we give big, massive, pinpoint accurate predictions for the entire MLB season. You're not even going to need to watch this year because we're going to tell you absolutely everything that's going to happen. But before we can do that, we have got a massive, monumental, some could say ground-shaking announcement to make on the show right here. The newest member of this here podcast, regularly moving forward. There's been speculation all day on social media, people with their guesses. And we've been scouting. Like we did prospects week last week, and really this person's number one. But we, we left them left them off the list. The and, competition and now it's time to reveal it. It was brutal out there. Tougher, I would say, than the Mr. Rocky tournament has been on Twitter. Ladies and gentlemen. Introducing to you the newest member of our permanent family here on the DNVR Rockies podcast. It's Michaela Perkins. Yay! Let's go. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm so excited to be joining the pod on a regular basis. Talking baseball with you guys has been the highlight of my life, and now I get to do it all the time. I'm so stoked. Thanks for this awesome opportunity. Rockies fans, I love you guys. I'm so excited to bring you some hot takes this season and to break down all things baseball. And yeah, this could be a good time. We were figuring that when we were going to acquire you for the podcast, it would also include $50 million, but it didn't. And that's okay. We're still happy just to have you. Just to have you. Yeah, I'm sorry about the money, but you know, it's going to be worth it. Uh, she she took the wind out of the sails of the joke I was going to make. I was going to say, so tell us why this is the biggest honor of your life. But then she said all these glowing, wonderful things. I was like, ah, oh, man, no, I, <laughs> no, I can't even say that. No, we are we are all very, very excited, uh, very excited about this chapter. Not for the least of which that you can continually wipe the floor with us in drafts that we have all that to look forward to. Yes, um, yes. And just so people know, you know, we're going to be doing podcasts regularly like we always do for pretty much every single game. We're going to be going live for post games at the end of every series, obviously, for special games like the home opener. We'll be going live right after that on YouTube and all that. So you got to make sure that you're subscribed to the YouTube channel, you're following everybody on social media, all that stuff, because it's I was going to say a full court blitz, which I feel like is a combination of phrases from two other sports. Real quick, we are on a secondary YouTube channel right now oh, yeah. um, because of an ongoing copyright dispute with the NHL for something that we didn't do. Um, so if you guys want, just in the meantime, we don't know when that's going to get fixed, hopefully really fast. But if you guys could subscribe to this new channel and give us a thumbs up so that we get a little bit more visibility like we had on our old channel, that would be awesome. Thank you, everybody. So this is an official burner account. <laughs> and that's fine. That's fine. No, it's DNVR the Ocho. Uh, the, the Ocho. Oh. DNVR the Ocho. I like that. I like that better. You're basically you're you're getting away with something. We're we're all doing something naughty here. Now if this is DNVR Ocho, we need to be covering some wiffle ball tournaments, which I am all for. I have summer. some experience with wiffle ball tournaments. Fun fact. I yes, so we know about that. Blitzball. <laughs> how about Blitzball? Do we do we go into that? I haven't dabbled yet. I know I know there are some people who have converted over to the Blitzball. 
A lot more movement. <laughs> it's a wiffle ball. It's okay. a wiffle ball adjacent. Okay. Yes. I'm getting blank stares here. I guess, like, uh, I guess I'm guess i going to be the lead uh, correspondent for the <laughs> you're have to run that, and Blitz yeah. Ball on d and strategy, okay. and let's see how it works out for him. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so, and the other thing before we move into our predictions is, of course, as we, we were talking about all week, now opening day on Thursday. You got to come down to the DNVR bar. You got to check us out. We're going to be hanging out. I'll be there. Uh, we open at noon. Uh, I'm going to be there for most of the pregame. Uh, be coming back to record post game afterwards. So, uh, as I said yesterday, you know, wave at me from a safe distance, but do say hello and come down and and hang out and uh, watch watch baseball on TV. There's gonna be baseball. There's gonna Woo! be baseball on TV. Baseball gonna, is back. Hallelujah. You're gonna arrive, and there's already gonna be baseball on the screens. Other teams for a while, and then boom, it's Rockies baseball. Ah, gonna be fantastic. Playing spoiler. All right, Patrick, let's predict some stuff. Let's predict some predictions, as they say in the world of predictions. So let's start <laughs> off with, with covering our teams. We'll work our way up towards picking a, a World Series champion. Let's let's start in our league, in the National League, right? Let's We'll start with the NL East. We'll go east to west, as it typically would appear in a newspaper or in the standings. NL East. This guy. For me, <laughs> I, you know, the New York Mets. Made a lot of acquisitions. They were one of the biggest darlings this offseason. It seems to be, hey, they've got to be the hot pick. It's finally going to be the year. They've got a new owner. Their previous owners were pretty much standing in their way. Yet, I think the Mets are going to Mets. And uh, I think Atlanta has more than enough talent. They've got plenty of depth. Their starting pitching wasn't as good as it could have been and should have been last year. But for 60 games, we can forget about that. We know what they did in the postseason looked good. So I think it's going to be Atlanta's division in probably the toughest division in all of baseball. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> no, yeah, Mac, Mac, agree, disagree? No, yeah, I agree. I think the Braves are going to take – the NL East this year. I mean, look, they almost did it last year, right? Like despite having, having a bunch of injuries to their rotation, they still managed to push the Dodgers to seven games in the NLCS. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like it's their time, you know, like it just feels like it's the Braves time to win a world series. And they did a lot to bolster their depth in their rotation. You know, they got Charlie Morton and Drew Smiley to like one year deals. They brought um, Marcelo Zuna back. So that was a key piece in their lineup. And um, I'm just excited to kind of see how they have that trio of Ozuna, Freddie Freeman, and Acuna Jr. to kind of, you know, make up that offense that they have. So I think it's going to be the Braves' year. Christian Pache, keep an eye out on him. He's he's going to be yeah, the um, guy in that outfield. Drew, yeah, are I, we all I, going the same way, or do yeah, you like somebody I, else in that division? I, I hate to start out by going uh, three for three on this one, but I'm sure there will be things we disagree about throughout the day. This is not going to be one of them. I've been high on this Braves team for a while. Uh, I've liked the, the the young player crop. They've been coming up. Uh, I've picked them to beat uh, the Dodgers last year. I think I actually picked them to get to the World Series as the postseason was starting. And, they, and as Michaela said, they came that one game short. I do think there's a little bit of, Everyone's looking at the Pod Pro the Podgers and the Dodres. I'm sticking with it. I'm calling them that all year. The Podgers and the Dodres. And everyone's going to be looking over at those guys. And the Braves, I think, are in many ways just as talented or or close on paper 
and maybe have a little bit more swag, a little bit more chutzpah, a little bit more something to, to play for. So I, I really like the Braves as the team of the National League this year while everyone's staring at the Padres and the Dodgers. And El Central, we may be similar. I don't like this one. This is my least enjoyable pick because I, I just don't believe in it. I want to pick Milwaukee with all my heart. I think they've got uh, – they they're lacking a little bit of depth that I would like to see. I think the top four in their lineup could possibly be just as good as the Cardinals. I, I, I think they're going to be the sneaky great addition in Jackie Bradley Jr. They got a gold glover in Colton Wong at second base. So I want to pick Milwaukee, but I'm not. I'm, I'm going to go with, with St. Louis. It, it just They've got the injuries, but yet I think when all those guys end up coming back, they just have too much depth. But I'm, I'm kind of going to be rooting for Milwaukee. Nevertheless, I'm picking the Cardinals. <laughs> <laughs> I hate to do it again, but I also agree with Patrick. Look, I mean, I'm going to be rooting my heart out for the Brewers, but I really feel like, I mean, look, the Cardinals are basically the exact same team they were last year when they won the division with one major upgrade, you know, he who shall not be named. <laughs> um, recall. Yeah, I don't remember. And they won't right. have to deal with all the all the COVID stuff, we hope, right? They're not going to yeah. have that issue that they did last year with all those seven-inning doubleheaders. Right. Yeah, I mean – Acquiring Nolan was like sending a message to the rest of the division that they're in it to win it. And, you know, they kept Yachty and they kept uh, Wainwright. So I just, I don't, uh, I don't want to say the Cardinals, but I'm going to say the Cardinals and I'm going to cheer for the Brewers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, We're starting out with this way, huh? Just, just going straight across the board. All of us agreeing. Look again, I'd, I'd love to make it more interesting, but we also have to say what we actually believe here. The one thing I'll change up is I am in no way rooting for the Brewers. I don't, I don't care about the Brewers at all. Uh, in fact, I could easily see the Cubs randomly sneaking back in and being the second best team uh, in that division, despite, despite them selling off some pieces. Um, I, I I do think that the Cardinals win this one uh, relatively easily. I know that like some of the um, like fan graphs projections and stuff aren't quite as high on them as as the human element of, but we've all just seen it before. I mean, the St. Louis Cardinals just find a way to get to the postseason. Uh, they've got, I think the third most championships um, uh, of anybody in the sport. They, they, they're, it just seems like they're always there. And when you mm-hmm. go out and add a guy like Nolan and you've got the talent you've got. You still got so many young guys, you know, injected into this team um, all, all throughout yeah. the system and, and rotation in the lineup. And you say, all right, even if everyone's just average, they're, they're probably going to be okay. Well, you would think – oh, go ahead, Mikhail. I was going to say, and too, like the Cardinals can draft and develop talent like nobody's business. So, yeah. I mean, not only do you have to worry about them now, but I think you have to worry about them in the future too because um, they've got a special thing going on in their farm systems and the way that they're able to really get the talent to the next level that they have is um, is impressive. So, We hope that's right with Austin Gomber, Ellie Harris, Montero, Mateo Gill, and Jake <laughs> Summers. Yeah, I – I'm going to remember these guys. I know the Larry Walker players. uh, We can't still remember any of their names, but we're going to remember the Arenado guys. We just covered that. We just said their names a couple of weeks ago, and I still couldn't couldn't name a single one. I see Nighthawk in our comments, and I just want to make it very clear that Uh, I'm cheering for the Brewers. Okay, Kristen? (laughs) I'm not cheering for the Cardinals. (laughs) And although it would seem like we're going to agree here with all of the National League division winners, Atlanta, St. Louis, and obviously the NL West. It's not actually going to go that way. Oh, no, you're, you're going to do Perkins. this. 
You're gonna do this, huh? Someone's gonna do it. You're gonna All do right. it. <laughs> go ahead, do Michaela. It. Let's do go. It. Who's gonna win the NL West in 2021? You know, I'm gonna. I'm going to just do it. I'm going to say the Padres are going to win the NL West in 2021. I am tired, (laughs) tired of the Dodgers winning the National League West. I have had it. I am over it. I'm done with it. And I'm going to say this year is going to be the year that they finally don't win the division. I mean, listen, like, I don't think they would have won last year. Everybody knows I am a staunch Dodgers hater. So obviously my opinion is skewed. But I'm I'm not a Dodgers gal. I just don't think that they would have done it last year if last year hadn't been a 60-game season. And I think their biggest weakness is, you know, that ninth inning. Kenley Jansen's not the same guy that he used to be. And the Padres won the offseason this year. They brought in anyone and everyone who was a high-profile free agent. All the players, I think. They They tried to acquire Drew Kreisman, and we turned that deal down. It was was a great deal. We're – we're going to regret it. No offense, Drew, but they offered a lot for you because they've got a lot. They've got a very good system. Yeah. And like their bullpen is much deeper. You know, they brought in some big names for their rotation. They've got Tatis Jr. They've got Manny Machado. Um, And I just think, you know, there's going to be a little bit of luck involved, obviously, because I think if one thing is going to go against the Padres, it's going to be like the lack of like playoff experience, the lack of major league time, you know, Tatis is amazing, but it's so crazy to say like he really hasn't been in the league for that long. Um, And, you know, a lot of the guys that they have are guys that have been in their system for a while and have worked their way up. So I think, you know, maybe some inexperienced issues might play into the competition between the Padres and the Dodgers, but I think it's going to be a shootout in the West between those two teams. I mean, I see both of those teams winning over a hundred games. It might come down, come down to, you know, the last couple of games in the season to determine who wins this, um, who wins this division. But I really think it's going to, I'm praying it's the Padres. I'm tired of seeing the Dodgers win. (laughs) I got Dodgers winning the West, winning the National League, winning the World Series. Drew, who you got in the NL West? Boom. Boom. Who you got winning man. the NL West? Uh, the Dodgers. Yeah. Uh, I, just, no. I know. Look, I don't. I can't do I literally cannot bring myself to say it. It won't come out of my mouth. Like, it can't. It's like a physical reaction in my body. Right, so, so if you've got the Padres winning the West, you have, to have you have to have the Dodgers as one of your wild card teams, right? I do. Yes. All right. Absolutely. So of course I've got Dodgers winning the West. Padres make being a wild card. Drew, I would imagine you would also have the Padres as one of the wild cards. I do. I do. And so then the question is, as tempted as I was, and I was very tempted to leave <laughs> the leave Padres out. out. Um, and I do think that there's a higher chance of that happening than people realize uh Michaela actually said the thing at the very beginning uh that always gives me a little bit of pause which is that they won the off season uh and there's a an interesting and brutal history over the last couple of decades of teams that unanimously win the off season and people are very excited about them being the new threat on the scene that year and it and it just doesn't happen I do think it will I mean the Padres you just look I try, I try to stay away from those narratives altogether in the first place and just look at the roster. So when you do that and you look at the Padres, you know, Padres roster is very good. All right. The second team in the NL wild card, it's got to be somebody coming out of the Whatever, NL mom. <laughs> and I, and I, I'm, I'm torn between it being Stop. either the Mets or the Nationals. And I think the Phillies even have a chance. Their bullpen can't be any worse than it was last year. It was historically bad. 
Um, so it can only get better. I think they can, you know, still continue to make it better with trade. So it's going to be somebody out of the East right now. I think I'm going to give that edge to the Mets as the second wild card. Yeah, that's that was my pick too. As much as I don't know how I feel about that, because the Mets, I really believe the Mets are going to met, and I just don't think that they're. <laughs> I don't know. I just it's like imagining the Mets being successful is like oil and water. Like <laughs> it's just not something you can ever like. I wouldn't put success and Mets in the same words or same sentence. Right. So, right. But I mean, on paper, I think the Mets make the most sense, um, you know, with all of their acquisitions they made in the offseason. And uh, bleh, bleh. I guess the Mets. <laughs> I have uh, to pick. She, she goes, mm, I'll go ahead and, and throw an odd one out there, I guess, a little bit of one and, and take the Nationals to be the other team that makes it there. Uh, I think they're being slept on a little bit, you know, obviously they've kind of fallen apart a bit since the world series, but there's a lot of great talent there. Um, you know, Juan Soto, obviously leading the, leading the charges as the kind of young leader of that team. And so, you know, it, it's more of a, I, the, the Mets on paper are the the team that you should take. Um, this is more of a, I think I said in a, in a different podcast earlier this month, like it just om- almost never works out exactly how it looks like it should. And what we've kind of taken here of, uh, you know, Braves, Cardinals, Dodgers, except Mac, but then Padres. So they're both getting in whatever. And then Mets, that's, it's very chalk to my mother's point, really going out on a limb. So the Nationals just seem like uh, one of those teams that could sneak into the mix. And, and if they I, do get in, the Cubs are another one I, I thought about as kind of an outside, like they just find their way. If the Nats do make the postseason, it could be very much like 2019, where between Strasburg, if he stays healthy, Scherzer, Corbin, and don't forget they added John Lester this offseason. He's pretty good in the postseason. Joe Ross went healthy. He's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, that could be a scary team. I think most of the National League would not want them to make the postseason at all. They have to be the scariest wildcard contender out there. They'll have to bring back Para though. That's the only way to think. Uh, I think to make it work. But hey, if it does end up being this chalk that we're talking about here, I'm going to need a drink at the end of the season. Luckily, although it's months away, I'm going to know exactly what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a Breck Brew, either a, a nice cold hot peak IPA like I enjoy all the time, or I'll go grab one of those Celsius. They got all kinds of fantastic flavors. Got to get into that situation, especially if you're watching your carbs. You know it's damn good beer. They've also got damn good seltzer. You can get 15 can samplers so you can find the one that best works for you. King Supers or Liquor Store down at the DNVR bar. You can have yourself some Breck Brew, and you know you're going to be doing that on opening day. Opening weekend, really. It should be the, the whole weekend is a national holiday in my mind. So come on out. Hang out with us. Make sure you're you're drinking responsibly. And if you do come down to the DNVR bar and you want a bigger Breck brew, you've got to be a member of the family. And trust me, you're not going to want to miss out. Now is the time to do it. If you've been putting it off, if you're like me, you're procrastinating, you're like, ah, right around opening day. Whoa, whoa, look at that. What do you know? Look at the time. It's time to do it. It's time to get it done. You don't want to miss out all that written content. You don't want to miss out all the discounts on hats and shirts and masks, the bigger beer when you come down to the DNVR bar the constant conversation going on in the Discord channel, chatting about the Rockies 24-7, all of the other sports, your favorite movies and television, the new Mighty Ducks show, which is the most adorable thing I've ever seen in my life, and we're all in there talking about it because we're family here. We're sharing everything that's going on out there. you got to become a member of the family, 
within the next 300 subscribers, not only do you get that free shirt when you become an annual member, you get a Recover Holistic Stick from our friends at Holistic Wellness. That's H-O-L-I-S-T-I-K, wellness.com. Check out all of their fantastic reviews. Really, really good stuff. Uh, you, you just pop off the, the tip of that stick, 10 milligrams of recovery, and that's really what it feels like, recovery straight into your body. You stir it up, fantastic stuff. And you can use promo code DNBR30 to get 30% off. Man, now, now really is the time. You got to become a member of the DNVR family. You're missing out if you're not. Truly. Love it. Subscribe, everybody. <laughs> All right. So that moves us into the American League. They still play baseball in the junior circuit, right? They do. And yeah, before we, we get into the award winners, let's figure out who's going to represent from the AL East. The chalk is the Yankees. I know I'm going that way. Michaela, you you following suit? Yeah, unfortunately, I have to agree. <laughs> um, again, sorry, it's not because like, the whole pod. I promise. <laughs> but I mean, it is. I mean, it really it really is what I think. Um, obviously, the biggest question with the Yankees is their health. Um, you know, yep. on paper, if they are healthy, they I think they have one of the most talented teams in the game. Um, yeah. You know, their lineup is impressive power wise. Their pitching staff has. I mean, a top, like top rotation arms, they've got a deep bullpen. I mean, just top to bottom, they're a really, you know, well-structured team. But of course, the biggest question is going to be if they can stay healthy, um, you know, watching Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton kind of struggle with that has been difficult just because I love, you know, getting to watch talents like these play the game um, and them being injured for the past couple of seasons has been tough. Um, and, you know, they, uh, with the, uh, Corey Kluber, um, you know, they, he's injured. He was injured too. So um, I think the injuries are the biggest question mark for the Yankees, but if, you know, they can stay healthy, I think they're going to be scary coming Gotten out. Of the about Kluber. Yeah. Their farm system is good <laughs> enough too, where they, they also can just go out and add whoever they're going to need to during the course of the season. And it doesn't even have to be a superstar guy. I mean, not to uh, mention they can literally buy whoever they want. Well, I was going <laughs> to throw someone's name out there. I didn't want to disparage her, but you could get, you could get a mid talent player who's average and again we've seen it time and time again you put him in a dodger uniform yankee uniform they all all of a sudden they become superstars so they don't even have to spend top dollar uh or or trade away some of their top prospects to get it drew you're a big yankee fan oh yeah <laughs> the, hum the humongousest of them i mean yeah it look they were already the best team uh in that division they added garrett cole Corey kluber uh, and then, yeah, like uh, if these guys stay healthy, I, you know, in, in the who's your dude draft, I took Stanton to have a healthy year. So if that happens, you know, yeah. You like Toronto like, and I think you I like do. Tampa Bay. So the question is, yeah, how much do you like them? Do you think they've got the chutzpah to kind of I, usurp that the evil empire? To knock, to knock them off in the postseason for sure. Uh, and I love the more times we can get the word chutzpah on the podcast <laughs> and more different pronunciations too, I think the better. But uh, in the postseason, sure. Uh, as we well know, look, the Yankees are the Dodgers of the American League as so it has been and so ever will it be. It, this isn't, uh, they've got all the money, all the resources, all the ability, everyone wants to play for them. Uh, everything will line up for them in some way. And over the course of 162 in the marathon, too much of that just plays in your favor. People that don't have the resources to catch up can't keep up. They they need things to go both for them and against you. Uh, kind of like in 2018 when the Dodgers did have 
uh, a decent number of injuries in these random cold stretches and the Rockies were able to catch them and force 163. Like that's, that's what the Yankees need to do in order to win only 92 or 91 games, right? That's the kind of behemoth that they are. And I so. think too, like they would have been, it would have been harder for me to pick who comes out of this division if, you know, the Rays hadn't done what the Rays did in the off season, because I think the focus yeah. on, you know, the Rays this year is going to be on what they lost because I mean, they, unfortunately, you know, gave up some great talent this off season. And I think it would have been a different story if they hadn't. Um, so it's going to be kind of interesting to see how the Rays navigate without those, um, you know, those key pieces that they gave up in this off season. So, um, you know, obviously Blake Snell being the biggest, biggest one. Um, so yeah, I guess we'll see what happens there, yeah. but. And now in the NL Central, it's I wouldn't say it's a little more wide open, but they're certainly not a Yankees uh, of the Midwest, uh, at least not in the American League. So, Drew, Kansas City added a couple pieces, uh, made some nice moves. A lot of people dig them. Detroit, they're not going to be as bad as last year. The Cleveland, they lost two of their most, yeah. you know, biggest members in, in Carrasco and, and Lindor. The White Sox could say that they were uh, another team that maybe won the offseason. And then Minnesota made some really good shrewd moves to a team that made the postseason last year. Which way are you going in the AL Central? This division sucks, man. Sucks. <laughs> this, like, this, it's like the I, NFC East of football. It, this is just like the White Sox keep looking like maybe they're going to be a thing, but not actually being a thing, losing your dude, Eloy, Jimena, uh, uh yeah, right. <laughs> Goodness, I had like twelve names coming to my mind. We can use that other Eloy that we yeah, yeah. say his you name, know. right? Eloy, right. you know that guy. The other Eloy. Um, <laughs> you know, th- we've talked about the Tony LaRusso stuff and what a weird fit that is. Um, I hate what Cleveland is doing and don't want to give them credit for anything because this should be their division. If they they, it in a weird way they're they're like a much better version kind of of what the Rockies uh, have done in a, in a similar way of just kind of saying, well, the opportunity was there for you to get creative and maybe use this time to continue to, to go to the postseason and make yourself regular contenders. And instead they chose to save money and see what happens. And that just kind of sucks. So I think by default, I'm going to go with the Twins. Like, the Royals aren't there yet. They made some fun. They're just not there yet. Uh, the Tigers, like you said, <laughs> probably not quite as bad as they used to be, but they're bad. They're in the conversation. They could just as well be one of the worst teams in baseball. So I'll go with the Twins in an incredibly unenthusiastic yeah, uh, I'm gonna have to agree with Drew. Oh, I hate doing that, but um, fair. <laughs> I think looking Same. at the division, I think the Twins probably are the furthest along in terms of being ready to, you know, make those. See, I don't know though because the Twins have lost 18 straight postseason games. Like that's the longest streak ever. Well, don't <laughs> worry, the- we're not talking about the postseason. Right. We're just talking about getting into it. <laughs> Right. You don't have to worry about that just now. Okay. <laughs> I'm getting ahead of myself. But, like, it's just hard because all the teams, in the, they suck. But, I mean, I think the biggest question mark with the Twins is if Josh Donaldson can stay healthy. Um, and Nelson Cruz cannot, you know, play like his age, which he's yet to do. He's still I was fantastic. Say, how old is Nelson Cruz at this point? I want to say he, he might be 41. 40. Yeah, I was going to say he's definitely in his 40s, right? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, he's, he's a little old, but oh. you know, obviously, uh, Kenta Maeda, he almost won the Cy Young in his mm-hmm. first, uh, twin season. So I yeah. think he definitely needs to step up again this year. And, um, I think for, for the twins, I think the most, not the most, maybe the most important key piece is, uh, Byron Buxton. Uh, I don't think anybody can really have an impact on a team as a single player, as much as Buxton can, um, I think he just needs to be um, more, pa- a little bit more patient, a little bit more powerful at the plate. And I think if he can, you know, kind of put all of that together and get that under like control, I think he's going to make a huge difference for the Twins. Um, so it's just going to be a matter of if he can, yeah, make an impact on that roster as I think he can. But he's exciting. He's what he's a good ball player. The Twinkies have one of the best prospects in baseball, and Alex Kirilov, and he's a guy that if if. They, they call him up in time, and he, he is indeed ready, which I, I feel he is. Um, he's going to be good to go um, to raise that banner for the Twins in the Central. But I'm actually I'm going to go with the White Sox there. Uh, I, th- I think they just has uh, have a little bit more depth uh, in their rotation right now, uh, even without Eloy Jimenez. Uh, I think they've got enough to do it. Andrew Vaughn is is their uh, version of um, you know Alex Kirilov. He, he's he's going to be an uh, AL Rookie of the Year kind of guy. So. You know, despite maybe not needing Tony Larusa, and I'd love to for uh, Rick Renteria to still have that job and, and not get you know fired last year. Uh, I, I think it's going to be the White Sox, but I also think and get ahead of it a little bit. I think Cleveland's going to the postseason this year because how are you going to bet against Terry Francona? How are you going to bet against this team who still has a, a sneaky good starting rotation? Um, you might not recognize the names, but you probably would have said the same thing you know, two years ago with Shane Bieber and he goes out and starts the all-star game in 2019 at home in Cleveland and then goes out and wins the AL Cy Young award in 2020. So they've got those guys, they've got those horses that are, are sneaky good and they still got Jose Ramirez. So uh, I think Cleveland will be, be one of those wild cards, but I'm, I'm going to take the white Sox in the central and in the AL West, I'm actually going to go to Houston. I don't want to people, I already kicked the Dodgers over here, the Cardinals there. But I again I, I just think Houston has enough in their lineup. Their their rotation last year, we talked when when they played the Rockies that I was I wasn't really impressed with their their starters, their young starters that they had that they were throwing out because they they weren't really top 100 guys. Uh, I knew some of their other top prospects, pitching prospects, but I didn't know um, some of these Latin players like Framber Valdez and Jose Urquidy, and those guys have been proving themselves consistently. Zach Greinke's still at the top of the rotation. They were able to bring back Michael Brantley. Say what you will about Altuve and Bregman being legit, but I, I, I think those guys are still really quality hitters. So uh, I still think it might be Houston's division, and this might be their last year for it because they've got nothing else coming up in the farm system. So hopefully this this might be their last go at it. But I'm, I'm taking the Astros in the AL West. Drew, I want to hear what you have to say. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. The Strohs are done. Stick a fork in them. They're done. They're out. They're dead. They were pretenders last year. They were hanging on by a thread. They had only anger fueling them. And anger can only fuel you for so long. Just ask me in my early 20s. That'll only get you so far. You got to let it go at some point. They done. I've got the Oakland Athletics winning mm-hmm. that division uh, because they almost always seem to find their way into the mix uh they're uh, again every single year a team of no stars and a bunch of guys who were just pretty legit and 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 can play 
And uh, I think that's how it's going to play out again. And so uh, I've got Oakland getting it done out there. You know, I, I think a lot of times they they tend to be more sneaky because there is one of those powerhouses. There there were times when the Rangers were really good. Obviously, lately it's been the Strohs. I don't think there will be a powerhouse out there in front of them. And so the A's will just kind of do their above average thing all season into a solid 94 win year type of thing and take that. Yeah, I mean, I think I agree. Um, you know, I think the Astros are has-beens. I'm over them. I think they aren't the same team that they were when they won the World Series in 17. And they've just, ugh, they're just, uh, I mean, they barely made it into the, if the, they barely made it into the postseason last season. And they had a, like, they were, I think they had the worst record in the postseason last year. So um, I'm kind of over the Astros at this point. I think I'm going to go with Oakland winning as well. Um, I was kind of worried about Oakland this offseason. And then February rolled around and they suddenly, kind of filled some of the holes that they needed to uh, in their roster. Um, you know, obviously they acquired Elvis Andres to kind of hold down the fort. Um, Trevor Rosenthal was kind of brought in to take over as their new closer, I think. So um, the rotation was definitely inconsistent last season. So I think those additions, they should help this season. Um, and then, you know, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's kind of hard because, you know, not like what you were saying, Drew, they're kind of a team of no ones that kind of managed to like come together and be good. Um, I think second base is going to be an issue for them. Um, I think they've got someone, Jed, Jed Lowry, is that right? Jed Lowry. Jed Lowry after being hurt for the last two years. Yeah. With the Mets, uh, because that's their luck when it comes to second baseman, Robinson so Cano, Carlos yep. Baerga, you could go down the line. But yeah, he's, he's back at Oakland where he's really been been at his best. Yeah. And then obviously Matt Chapman, you know, he's been dealing with some health issues, but um, he's a, he's a first class third baseman. So um, we can see if hopefully he can help them out too, but I think I'm going to go with Oakland. Yeah. They managed to pull those like Tommy LaStella guys. And you're like, wait, remember Tommy LaStella? And you're like, yeah, he's got 20 home runs for the A's this year. He's hitting like 290. You're like, no, he's not. Yeah. (laughs) You're like, wait, really? (laughs) Check it out. They kind of, they're like a kind magic. of, a, I was literally about to say the money no. ball team, you know, they kind of no. always find a way to make something out of nothing, which unfortunately we can't relate to here in Colorado. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> What's that so, like? Um, But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I have no problem cheering for the A's. They're kind of like the lovable underdogs that everyone um, can get behind if they don't have a rooting interest in the playoffs, at least in my opinion. So. Uh, let's wrap up the wild cards. I mentioned Cleveland uh, getting one of those spots. Uh, I think Tampa Bay will be that other team. It's, it's really between Tampa and Toronto. And uh, I, I'm a little concerned with, with some of the injuries that Toronto has had here in the early going with uh, Kirby Yates, Robbie Ray, uh, one of their young starters, and Nate Pearson. Also, they don't really have a home. Now, it didn't bother them last year because it was two months. So it was a lot, you know, probably a lot easier to say us against the world. But starting their season down in, in Dunedin in, in a small ballpark where I think they're only going to be allowed something like 1,200 fans in attendance. So, again, they, they didn't need any fans last year, but I just think that could be a, a real strange situation, I, and I don't like how it's starting. So I'm, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay to do it again because why not? Well, Kevin Cat, I mean, <laughs> if you need me to explain, you're I was like, say, it's, really? Oh, it's, it's I, the, uh, the thing you, they typically do. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no. Um, the, the Randy Rosarena is is probably a lock for American League Rookie of the Year award. So they still they still have the bats. Their bullpen's fantastic, even with Nick Anderson being out for probably the first half of the year. I'm 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 just not concerned. I'm sure they're going to turn Michael Walker into the next Charlie Morton, and Rich Hill is going to be fantastic at 41 years old because it's the race. I think I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. I I don't know why, but I. They make me happy. Um, I'm a huge, <laughs> I'm a huge Vladdy Stan. I think he's awesome. Um, I have been ever since the home run derby in 2019. But um, I, I think the Blue Jays are kind of at the end of their rebuild, so they're like com- like coming out of it. Um, you know, I think they still need a couple more pieces to like truly, truly contend. Um, but obviously, you know, they added George Springer and Marcus Simeon. Um, to kind of like make that lineup a little bit more dangerous. Um, you know, uh, Hyunjin Ryu is an incredible pitcher, um, but I think after him, I don't really think they have a viable second and third option. So I think, you know, that's kind of what is going to hurt the Blue Jays the most, but I think they can still, you know, come together and do some magical things with Flatty and the rest of that crew that they put together. Um, and I'm just cheering for them because I think they're a fun team to cheer for. And so I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. Yeah, I've also got the Blue Jays as, as one of my two uh, wild card teams in the American League uh, for for basically the same reasons. It's just it's just a fun team. Uh, I believe in them. They're on their way up. Yeah, the the pitching is a little bit questionable, uh, suspect, but we'll you know we'll see what happens throughout the year. See who who develops. Uh, who's your? So we both need a second team now in the the wild card in in the American League, and this is where it gets a little bit tricky for me because again, I don't want to go like the Rays are the easy pick here, and I'd love to go chalk and just say the Rays would be the team, uh, but I'm going to go like I did with the Nationals, go a little bit outside of the uh, consensus of what people are looking at, thinking about, and I'm actually going to say that surprisingly enough, the Texas Rangers are going to sneak themselves into the postseason, uh, I think they have a sneaky good pitching staff and uh, some young talent out there. They're going to need most of it to hit for this to to work. They're going to need uh, to, to roll some. Uh, well, I was going to make a D&D reference that no one was going to get. They're going to need good things to happen for those young men out there uh, for that to go their way. Again, this is, this is similar to my Nationals pick where it's like, I, I mostly believe in it and, and I more am subscribing to the notion that at the end of every year, we look back and go, well, there was a team that we weren't expecting to be in the postseason that ended up there it happens every year in both leagues. So I think the Rangers are the team I considered Seattle for a minute. I think Seattle's going to be a lot better than, than yeah. people think. And, and they might be in the hunt um, and, and they're going to be fine going forward. They're going to be fine yeah. in the next few years. But yeah, I think this year they could be they could surprise a little bit. Yeah, but I I think the Rangers are that team that if they they get hot and things start going well for them and then they make a midseason acquisition, you go, oh hey, what the hell? No one expected them, but there they go. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with the White Sox. Um, I think you know they have a lot to live up to. They've kind of set their expectations really high with the way that they've kind of promoted a lot of their young guys that have come up to their system. So there's a lot of pressure on those guys' shoulders to perform. Um, I think there's a lot of volatility just kind of based on some of their high-end youth players. And I'm just not a LaRusa gal. Um, you know, I don't know if he's the guy. I was kind of skeptical of that when they made that decision 
Um, so I don't know if he's the right guy to kind of manage that like young talent. I think, you know, he's an older, obviously an old guy who's unfortunately for lack of a better term, carrying around some baggage that, um, isn't great for him. So, um, you know, I think there are some downsides to their, to that, to that team, but I think, you know, the upsides will definitely propel them forward. It's just a matter of if that young talent, um, can kind of live up to the expectations that, you know, the organization has kind of led us all to believe that they have. If that makes sense. I don't know. Does that make sense? I think that makes sense. I think so. I think it makes sense. (laughs) All right. So who do we like going to the World Series then? Who's going to represent the American League? I've got the Yankees. Got the Braves. Or I've got. Oh, sorry. Did you you say American League? I said naturally. Hello. Yeah. I also have. Uh, Who's the World Series? Let's say that. Who's the World Series? I got Dodgers, Yankees. Yankees, Braves. Yeah. Okay. I've also got Yankees, Braves. Rematch. We got a couple rematches here. Yeah, I'm down for Yankees Braves World Series as long as it's not the Dodgers. I swear, I will. <laughs> Anyone but the Dodgers. I don't know. Well, I'm going to be very upset if the Dodgers make it back to World Series. Like, I'm going to have to, um, yeah, I'm going to have to reconsider my baseball fandom if the Dodgers make it back to the World Series. Oh my God. I can just... really think of nothing worse except maybe the Astros going to the World Series again. And so, so who wins oh, yeah. it then since we've got a rematch of. The 1998 World Series. Does does Atlanta get their revenge on the Yankees, or is the Yankees so. again? I think it's the Braves. I just I don't know. I just have like such a good feeling about them. I don't know if it's like my weird sixth sense about picking baseball team winners. I don't know, but I think the Braves. I think it's their time. Like I really think that they could have done it last year. You know, if I like I mentioned, the injuries kind of didn't help them at all. So I just think the Braves have that magic. I don't know. I just like them so much. And I just I don't want to see the Yankees win. So, again, I'm probably biased, but um, I think the Braves are going to do it this year. I think it's their time. Mr. Creasy. Yeah, uh, I love that pick. I, I wish it to be so. I think the Yankees are due to win the World Series. It's been too long. We're going to get one of these back to it's going to be like Dodgers and Yankees, these franchises that are always right there, but actually haven't won the big one in a minute. It'd have been a lot longer for the Dodgers. Um, but yeah, I, I I think it's I think it's the Yankees here. We got Michaela and Drew going Atlanta versus Yankees. Michaela's got Atlanta. Drew's got the Yankees. I've got Dodgers Yankees with the Dodgers unfortunately doing their the rarity first time since the Yankees of 98 to 2000 going back to back first time in a long time. Boo this man. People in the comments, boo this man. Vince McMahon out here. Not about Dr. It's like, I know what's going on, but you still hate Roman Reigns in the main event of WrestleMania again. We're losing that kind of stuff (laughs) again with this stuff. I mean, probably. Hey, if you think, you know, if you think we're all nuts out here, you think oh, we're, we're completely off base, and, and especially if you think we're off base here, then you should definitely get on DraftKings Sportsbook because we've taken a lot of chalk. And so if you think it's going to be something else, well, then your odds are going to go up. You're going to win some money if you think, hey, man, you guys are sleeping on those Kansas City Royals and you end up being right. That's where you end up making that money. So grab that DraftKings Sportsbook app. Best place for sports betting fans to be hanging out. You can bet on all kinds of stuff from NBA and NHL, obviously MLB. Uh, You can still bet on KBO, I think, if you're really into it. You want to go and do that. Uh, 
pretty much everything under the sun. It makes it a little bit more fun. You get some skin in the game, and sometimes you can fatten up your wallet a little bit, and then you buy everybody at the DNVR bar a round of Breck Brews. It's really, it's a great, it's the circle of life is, is what it is. So you get it downloaded on your phone. It's a top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app. And if you use the promo code DNVR right now when you sign up, you can turn $1 into $100 if the college basketball team of your choosing pulls off the win. That's code DNVR to turn $1 into $100 if that college basketball team of your choosing pulls off that W. For a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Zero. Good job, Drew. And also, oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, before we move into uh, our last little bits of predictions here, I've also got to remind everybody, you got to save money like I did on your insurance. You're probably paying way too much for your home or your car insurance. I was paying about 480 bucks too much a year, but I got on Gabby.com slash DNVR. That's G-A-B-I.com slash DNVR. Spend less than 10 minutes there. Put in all of your information. Actually, not all of your information. Just a couple little bits of information. Then they will throw some quotes at you and how much money you're going to save. You can pick the company you like the best. You can start saving immediately. There's no cost to you up front. Actually, there's no cost to you at any point. You just save money with this deal. They don't blow up your phone or your email or any of that stuff. I have not gotten a text, a message, a reminder to grade the app. I haven't been asked, hey, how was your experience? None of that stuff. Gabby.com slash DNVR. There's been, here's your extra 480 bucks, Mr. Creaseman, and sent me on my way. That was the entire experience. I promise you, you can save money by doing this. Check them out. Gabi.com slash DNVR. Well, we've got some DraftKings pickums that I'm really, really excited to Let's do here in our final segment. But let's let's get to the award winners. We'll cut through these pretty quickly, and, and they'll probably align fairly well with, with what we were able to do with our division winners. Uh, we'll start with the least sexy of them all, Manager of the Year. Ooh. I guess so maybe they're a little sexy, according to Drew and I. They're a little sexy. Uh, <laughs> Drew's sexy. <laughs> uh, American League Manager of the Year, because Cleveland, I think, is going to sneak in with one of the wild cards. I'm going Terry Francona. Michaela, you got the Blue Jays going in. You think Charlie Montoya is the guy to beat? I do, yeah. Um, I definitely think it's a good year for him to do it. Um, I'm excited to see the team that he's going to manage, and I think you know he's going to put together a good case, um, especially if he can get the, <laughs> the Blue Jays to the playoffs after not making it, um, you know, so. Yeah, I, I think that's the pick. Like you said, Patrick, it kind of lines up with if you're expecting that to be the surprise team, that's usually how the voters think. I will say, uh, it, I think he either wins manager of the year or like ends up fired before the season ends because the, the team is stuttering. They feel like if they can inject a new manager, they might get more out of that club. So I can actually see it going either way. <laughs> In the National League, Padres, yeah, they're there last year. They get back again this year. You know, it, it's still hard to manage all those guys in the clubhouse, and, and Tingler nearly uh, ran away with it last year. I think it's going to be Jace Tingler of the Padres. It probably will be. It just doesn't make any sense. It did, Tingler didn't acquire any of those players yet, but, but it probably will be. I think that's I do. I, I think he has a big, a big task on his plate, though, with like having to lead that roster and making sure that they live up to expectations. Like 
you know, I don't think besides the White Sox, maybe the Padres have the biggest, like everyone's going to be like watching them and the Dodgers battle it out in the West. And, you know, if he kind of mismanages the talent on that team, like that's not going to be a good look. So, I mean, I think he really needs to be the guy that helps them get to the world series, like throughout the playoffs. And, you know, I think he's got a, some big expectations managing that roster. Cause if he mismanages it, people are going to be very unhappy. <laughs> That's fair. I think that's fair. It's just, it, it always kind of amuses me. It's like when Dave Roberts gets nominated for manager of the year, I'm like, dude, come on. I could manage that team. <laughs> Give me a break. But, but I, I think you're right. I think that's fair. And I, and I think because there's enough legitimacy to it and it's already who people want to vote for, that's why it'll be. Yeah. All right. You get us started off American league rookie of the year. A lot of good candidates is probably one of the deepest categories we've seen in a while with, with rookies. Who's you like? Well, okay. So this one was tough for me because, uh, well, uh, <laughs> basically because there, there's a few of these guys that, uh, I've been kind of in love with for a little while. Um, but I'm going to have to go now. I've lost my friggin' My thing, the Seattle Mariners, the kid out there who I fell in love with last year, and now I'm blanking on his name because I don't have my sheet in front of me. Jared Klenick? Yes, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> don't have – I just totally got rid of my sheet when I was reading um, uh, my <laughs> – when I was reading the, the advertisements here, so – that's okay. I mean, I'm I'm going to disagree with you and I'm going to go with uh, Randy or Razorena. Like he is incredible. I mean, in my opinion, like he basically carried Tampa Bay to the AL pennant last year. So, um, you know, he set all types of records in major league baseball, 10 home runs, 29 hits, 64 total bases. He's only 26 years old. So obviously he still has rookie eligibility this year. Um, and I just think he's going to keep raking. Um, I'm excited to watch this kid play baseball. And I mean, <laughs> he pretty, I, I feel like he pretty much helped carry the Rays to the pennant last year. So, um, I mean, yeah, Randy. it's kind of crazy that he never even, he didn't receive a single, uh, even third place vote for the American league rookie of the year because he got called up so late and didn't start making his impact until the postseason, yeah he definitely is one of the favorites i'm kind of going outside of the box i think tristan mckenzie of, of cleveland is going to do it fantastic young starter uh looked great in his debut last year um was just below the rookie threshold so he's going to be coming back um is not going to start the season in the rotation i'm not too worried about that especially if cleveland's going to go back to the postseason they're going to need another one of these young guys and he's going to be exciting he is a very slight frame he's like 6'3 I want to say 175 pounds very slight but he's going to be quite an exciting ball player so uh, I got Tristan McKenzie in the American League and then in the National League um, kind of conversely like you went with a Rosarena who did it in the postseason with Tampa I'm gonna take Ian Anderson who did it in the postseason with uh, Atlanta uh, great young lefty starting pitcher He's going to you know, be at the top of that rotation along with Max Fried, and uh, I, I think he's the one to beat in the National League. I'm going to go with Brian Hayes from the Pirates in the National League. Um, you know, He only played 24 games last year, so he didn't get like that full season to really show what he can do. Um, he's Pittsburgh's top prospect. Um, he's ninth overall in Major League Baseball, so you know it's time to see what he can do in a full season in 2021. Um, 
I think, you know, the Pirates don't really have a lot going for them at the moment. So it'll be nice to kind of have someone like him to at least draw some attention to that team in some way. The the my, One of my most favorite fun facts of this entire season is that even if Cabrian Hayes just is okay, he'll probably still get some votes, right? He'll be the first player to have ever received Rookie of the Year award votes in more than one season. Yeah, because yeah. he got sick. He got <laughs> right. It's going to be hilarious because we had a shortened season. Yeah, because yeah. there are guys. There are guys that will go out, and even if you have a fantastic September and you're a rookie the next year, you're not going to get you. You get it twelve home runs in September, and you're not going to get a rookie of the year award vote for third place because those votes go towards guys that were there for most of the season. So you're kind of this afterthought, but because that final month of the season was half of the season last year, he could get votes in multiple years, which I don't know. I just Amazing. I love, I love minutia stuff like that. Yeah, it's, me too. It's absolutely fantastic stuff. Uh, again, for me, this was tough because uh, I pay, you know, attention to the minor leagues. I, I get attached to it. Young players are just always fun. It's easy to root for all of them. Uh, gotta love Ian Anderson. Go Jethro Toll. People used to tell me I sounded like that singer. Uh, I wanted to take Sixto Sanchez because I love everything about Sixto Sanchez, but I'm going to go full chalk on this one. I'm going to go full St. Louis Cardinals in this podcast, and I'm going to go Dylan Carlson. It just, it, it's all right there. As we were talking about, they know how to make them. They know how to get them attention. They know how to insert them right into the thing and, and how to have those guys hit the ground running. And then when you're contributing to a team that I'm expecting to, to, to be competing, you know, you get more, attention and, and you get more votes and you do all that stuff. I, I think he's kind of the, the chalk pick anyway. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> AL Cy Young award. Uh, I've got Lucas Giolito. Uh, I think Garrett Cole is, is the best pitcher in the game, but uh, I'm kind of rooting for Giolito. Uh, I've liked him since he was a prospect with the nationals and they kind of, they gave up on him. They, they dealt him away with, with, with two other uh, prospect pitchers for Adam Eaton a few years ago, and Giolito looked like he lost everything that made him one of the top prospects. But he's regained it. He was fantastic in 2019. Still very good last year. So he's already you know sixth and seventh in the Cy Young Award voting the last two seasons. I think this year he he finally puts it all together and wins his yeah. first Cy Young Award. I think he's he's a really good choice. Um, but I think I'm going to go with Garrett Cole. Um, I, I said this a while ago on the, a couple pods ago, but um, I think Cole, it's, it's, it's his year. Like he's gotten so close with top five finishes in the last three seasons. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's just the guy, like he's just uh, like an incredible pitcher. Um, and I think, you know, if actually, I think if Garrett Cole wins, it'll be the Yankees first signing pitcher since Roger Clemens, which is crazy to yeah. think about um but it's his second season in the bronx it's time for him to shine like i know he can and uh, he's gotten so close that i think this year is his year yeah i think mac and i are going to be exactly the same on this one since she gave her prediction earlier but i actually just agree with this when the new york teams are good and they also have those star pitchers is there's just too much working against them for them to not get the votes i think garrett cole and jacob Degrom are your cy young yeah, I'm, I'm going to also say DeGrom. I'm just going to jump to the National League. Um, I think DeGrom's actually the best pitcher in baseball. Um, he's just unreal. Um, I think it should I think it should be a landslide, but I mean, I guess you never know. Um, I mean, he's just a dominant pitcher, and um, I think he's starting to kind of edge his way into the Hall of Fame debate. I know it's still a little bit early, but um, the dude can throw 100 miles an hour, and 
I mean, he's, you know, finished pretty high in the last three seasons as well for Cy Young voting. So um, I think it's his time. And I think it'll be the first time we have two Cy Young winners coming from the same city. I'm going to go with uh, Walker Bueller. I think Jacob deGrom, much like Garrett Cole, uh, they're the two best pitchers. Um, and and if we, when we get to the MVP debate, we know who the two best players are in, in, in each league, uh, respectively. Yet, that isn't always the way that it, it shuffles out for you know whatever reason. Um, and so I, I, I think it's, it's, it's going to be that dude. It's going to be Walker Bueller. It's finally going to be his year. And He's going to have the benefit of doing it from what, maybe the third slot in the rotation. <laughs> right. Right. So that could very easily, you know, inflate his numbers. I think a little bit, at least in the win column, how you doing, man? Randall, I see you out there. Um, <laughs> and so I, I think there, there's gonna be a lot of pressure off him. And as long as he stays healthy, he's, he's kind of in line. We, we've, we've seen a lot of these young guys like again, Shane, Shane Bieber, uh, last year, uh, Bauer, you know, was no spring chicken himself last year. Um, but a lot of these young guys kind of doing it right around the same time frame at 25, 26 years old. So I think Bueller is going to be the guy. MVP. Ooh. MVP. In, Go ahead. When in doubt, pick Trout. <laughs> yeah, Mike Trout, AL MVP. Drew, you uh, yeah. on that? Yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the dude's already won three MVP awards. Um, <laughs> I mean, he's the best baseball player of our generation, like – I yeah. just, there's what, I mean, what else can you really say? Like, I think the only other person in baseball history who's ever won more MVP awards is Barry Bonds. So I think this is a, one of those awards where, again, it doesn't go to the best player. It, it, it uh, sometimes it does. Sometimes it'll, it'll end up going to a guy who does something historic, like Miguel Cabrera winning the triple crown, even though he wasn't the best player uh, that year. That was actually Mike Trout. And then it, you have a year like last year where Jose Abreu leads the White Sox and you go, yeah, his numbers might not be as good. They're still fantastic, but you know what? He was just so valuable that you got to give him the award. Uh, so in the National League, raise your hand if you got Juan Soto. Okay, only one of us with Juan Soto. Little, I, I think his nickname should be Baby Ball Game because the comparisons between him and Ted Williams are yeah, he's Teddy literally Ball like Baby Ball Ted Williams. Like he might not be. You know the best young hitter in the game, but he is the best hitter in the game. Period. Um, he just does it all behind the plate, and I'm so excited to watch him play baseball. He's on my what draft was what draft was that that I also kicked your guys' butt in? Draft. Fantasy yeah. superstar draft. Okay, so he's on my fantasy superstar Doubling team. Doubling down on that. Um, it's time for him to have a monster year, and Great oh pick. my gosh, I'm I'm so excited. I know that I might. I might be alone in that belief, but I'm so excited to watch him play baseball. <laughs> love it. I love Who you got? Nolan Arenado is going to be the MVP of the National oh. League. He just is. It's it's not even going to be that close. Like this I, is... I was not expecting Drew. that at all. Oh, my God. Drew. <laughs> Drew. <laughs> How is this surprising to anybody? Nolan Arenado is going to walk away with the National League MVP. He's been able to come in third on a team where you have to – drag the writers into a room, staple them to a chair, and force them to view the stats of the Colorado Rockies players just for them to begin thinking that maybe they might deserve some semblance of a partial vote. Now he's playing for America's team. They're going to be good. He's going to continue to be exactly as good as he's always been. He's just going to get credit for it now. Nolan Arenado is going to very easily win the National League MVP this year. 
Uh, I'm, I'm going a little bit off the board. Uh, not, not so much, but I just think there's a, a chance, especially if this team can sneak in the postseason, which I have them. I think Francisco Lindor is going to be that guy. I know Pete Alonso hit 53 home runs two years ago. Uh, and he has a lot of power, but uh, I, I wouldn't put him in that, that superstar uh, threshold just yet. And, you know, with, with Robinson Cano out because of PEDs, can you name another, you know, uh, offensive player uh, on the Mets? You might be able to, but are they really that great? So it's, it's going to be a one-man show. Big Michael Conforto guy over here. There you go. Brandon Nimmo, Wyoming's own. I was going to say, um, Nimmo I actually do really like. Conforto I like too. Because but it's going to be the Lindor McNeil can hit. Yeah, but yeah. Neil's flying squirrel. He's fantastic. So all three of us differ there we in that go. department. That's a good one. Uh, real quick before we get finished up, let's do these rapid fire. DraftKings uh, Sportsbook, uh, DK Sportsbook. Go on there. They've got these really cool head-to-head matchups with two guys, and uh, it's it's real fun. Who's going to hit more home runs? That's it between these two guys. Let's hit them rapid fire. Mike Trout or Pete Alonzo? Mike Trout. I got Mike Trout. Pete Alonzo. All right. Juan Soto, Ronald Acuna Jr. I already know what I'm going to say. You don't even have to ask. All right. You got Soto. I'm going Acuna Jr. Acuna. Chata. All right. This one is was the hardest one. I picked this one last. Jose Abreu versus Jose Ramirez of Cleveland. Battle of the Jose's. Mm. I I'll went with Abreu. Ramirez, even though when you think of a home run hitter, you're thinking of Abreu, um, but Ramirez yeah. always has some good numbers. Sure does. I'm gonna go with Ramirez. I'll go, I'll go Abreu. All right, Joey Gallo. Versus Giancarlo Stanton, the battle of the injured sluggers that if they can both stay healthy, they can each hit 75 home runs. My dude. Stanton. Jimmy Gallo. <laughs> I'm, going Joey, I'm going Joey Gallo. Get out of here. You yeah, have to be going let's Stanton. go. Got to be going Stanton. All right, oh, we got another Yankee slugger that has some health issues. Aaron Judge against Christian Yelich. I'm going with Yelich. Because he's on my superstar fantasy team, so I have to. Pick yeah, him. Oh, Judge is. I hurt. was, I was going to go with Judge, but I think I'm going to switch to Yelich. Yeah, switch I'll, in. Okay, I'll still say Judge. I'll still say Judge. I think Yelich is slowing Yelich. down. Yeah, oh, these are all what? in the. These are Probably all in the DraftKings sportsbook head-to-head matchups that you can make some fun bets this season. Bryce Harper versus Cody Bellinger. I'm going Cody Bellinger. Belly. Yeah. Yeah. He may be high when he plays baseball, but he can hit a ball. <laughs> he can hit one high, but he hit it far. Let's get him. It's it high. He is high. <laughs> and it's gone, it's gone still. And so is he. Uh, <laughs> Freddie Freeman and Francisco Lindor. How about that for an interesting matchup? Ooh, I'm going Lindor. Uh, I'm going to go Lindor as well. Yep. I will go with Fred Freeman. And finally, last but not least, this is the one that we're probably all going to be keeping our eyes on the closest as it's right here in our backyard in the NL West. Fernando Tatis Jr. and Mookie Betts. You all know what I'm going to say. He was a guy in your superstar fantasy team. You picked Tatis Jr. I'm also going to go Tatis Jr. I'm going to pick Trevor Story. Oh, I'm sorry. What were the uh, Mookie Betts? Mookie <laughs> Betts is, is my answer to, to that question. There you Trevor have Story it. will hit more home runs than both of them. There you have it. You are almost guaranteed 
for all of these, except the Harper Bellinger one. Don't bet on that one because we all said Bellinger, but you're guaranteed <laughs> yeah. so that one of us is right on our. Also, I know Cody is on the Dodgers, but he's also an Arizona boy and I love Arizona people. So I'm not picking him because he plays for the Dodgers. I'm picking him because he's an Arizona boy. Okay. Okay. And his father, Clay Bellinger was on the Yankees. So I can also claim him if we're going to do that. I just want to make it clear. I'm not cheering for anybody on the Dodgers. I would never. Well, <laughs> well, whoever you're cheering for it, you might want to come down to the DNVR bar tomorrow for opening day. We're going to be having a whole lot of fun. Uh, as you know, first pitch around 2.10 p.m. Mountain time, April the 1st. No fools going on. We're just going to be watching some baseball, having a good time down there at Colfax in York, the DNVR bar. Swing by, say hello, watch some baseball, take in a little pregame, a little postgame. You know, we'll have all kinds of chatter for you. Uh, big day. Lots going on. And the festivities start at noon, right? Yeah. You can get there nice and early. There's going to be games on on the East Coast, so you can get your spot nice and early at, at 12 p.m. I definitely recommend coming down to the bar. It's going to be such a great time. If you can be here, be here because it's going to be super fun. And it's not like you're supporting the front office of the Colorado Rockies by coming here instead of the course right. field. So double win. You should just hang out front. Zero percent of the proceeds go to Dick Just <laughs> Literally. that says that. So if you're a member of the religion of baseball, it's a holiday. You need to be there. Take a day, treat yourself, come down to the DNVR bar. Absolutely. And let us know what your predictions are for the season, how you think we did, who you think's gonna win all their divisions. MVP, Cy Young, hit the home runs, all the stuff. That's one of the things that's fun about this time of year. We get to throw all that stuff out there. And then starting tomorrow, we just get to watch what happens. We get to actually take it in. They're going to play baseball. I am over the moon excited. I wasn't quite sure how I was going to so feel on opening day eve, but I'm. it's there. You know, the, the magic has come. It's sort of been like, it's like those advent calendars that lead up to Christmas when you're a kid. And like, yeah, sure. Some of those days you opened and you were like an eraser. They traded Nolan Arenado for what? This get this eraser crap. Where's all that? You know, and you're just. But then you keep going. You get through the advent calendar, and and the day comes, and it's still it's still Christmas. What day. advent it's calendars Christmas. did you have? My <laughs> advent calendars had chocolate. The one that Drew had, his mom bought for fifty million. If we're gonna stick with the analogy, it <laughs> <laughs> was a very expensive advent calendar. <laughs> just saying, man, this is, it, the day has arrived. We're all very excited, as you can tell. Uh, come hang out with us, whether you can physically down at the DNVR bar or digitally chill with us for the entire season. Subscribe to the DNVR.com so you get all that written content, plus discounts on hats, shirts, masks, bigger beer when you do come down to the DNVR bar. Access to the Discord channel so that you never feel like you have to watch the Colorado Rockies or really anything alone. You can always do it as a part of a community here at DNVR. We appreciate each and every single one of you for hanging out with us through what has felt like a winter and an off season that's lasted years upon years upon years. We are beyond excited for the new season, for Michaela to be around more regularly and more often, for all of you to continue to be absolutely awesome out there. We will continue to be absolutely Patrick Lyons, Michaela Perkins, Tech Boy, Kale Soro, and Drew Kreisman in here. And literally this time, until next time, we will see you at the ballpark. Woo!